Major power outages have doubled every five years since 2000. That's according to research from our Inside Energy team. Electric reliability is even a concern in the places often thought of as most secure, our military bases. Dan Boyce tells us the military has been experimenting with small independent electricity systems as a way to increase reliability in the name of national security. Ready for a ride? Here we go. Raymond Crockett is a supply specialist at Fort Carson Army Base. You can basically consider us kind of like a Home Depot or uh, Ace Hardware for the, the post. The base is very much like a small town with houses and schools, businesses, and Crockett spends much of his day in a white delivery truck hauling stuff here and there. Here's your parts. All right, sir, you have a good day. But when Crockett shows up and when he leaves, it sounds like this. Pretty silent. Yeah, it's, it's nice. All the guys say I stick up on them. That's because his truck is one of a small fleet of electric vehicles driving around Fort Carson. Trucks carrying everything from refrigerated goods to weapons to troops heading out to train. They're part of a project named with a clever government acronym, SPIDERS. Smart Power Infrastructure Demonstration for Energy Reliability and Security. That's Bill Wagaman. He leads energy security for U.S. Northern Command, the military's homeland defense arm. SPIDERS is an experiment in electricity fortification. See, Fort Carson is hooked up to the same grid we all use. It's a good system. Yet we all know it's not 100% reliable, and Wagaman says some parts of the base need that perfect reliability. It's okay if the barracks are dark. Now you're camping, right? But you can't. You got to keep the data center alive. You got to keep the headquarters command post alive and some other assets alive. In an emergency, Spiders allows Fort Carson to run on its own power generated on site, from a field full of solar panels, from diesel generators, and yeah from the electric trucks. The trucks, like the one Crockett drives, can plug in and act as storage batteries for the electricity generated on base. That system can power those few key buildings until the main power comes back on. Microgrids like this are not new. They're often powering hospitals, universities, and research facilities, as well as military bases. Usually, though, these microgrids rely on diesel generators alone. During Superstorm Sandy, diesel shortages racked the East Coast. Here's a Department of Defense news clip from the time. Residents of hard-hit areas in New York and New Jersey have been suffering through major gas shortages. Generators failed in several hospitals from overuse. Renewables and batteries could make these microgrids more reliable. The military is an important testing ground for making sure these systems work through staging mock cyber attacks on base. We train how we fight, and so we're practicing as if we're in World War III and the grid is down because it's a bad day in the United States. That testing and refining of these systems by the armed forces can help drive markets in the private sector. Some entrepreneurs are trying to get ahead of that game. So we're heading north out of the Fort Collins, Loveland, Greeley area. Craig Harrison works in real estate, and out in an empty square mile of northern Colorado pasture, he has a vision, the Niobrara Energy Park. The world's largest planned microgrid. It may seem like we're out in the middle of nowhere. Yet you're in the middle of everywhere when it comes to the infrastructure. Harrison site sits at the intersection of transmission lines, natural gas pipelines, and one of the largest fiber optic hubs in the country. 
He wants to pool those resources, combine them with renewables on site, then court the big guys, the Googles or the Apples, to come in and build. For mission-critical items like data centers. He hopes to convince them his microgrid could be cheaper than the backup generators they normally rely on. Looking at the cost of data centers and the space he has, he thinks the project could be worth $10 billion. Who knows? But according to industry experts, he is on the cutting edge. The market for microgrids is expected to nearly triple by 2020. For Inside Energy, I'm Dan Boyce.